first of all, um, and I'm sorry to start on a pretty low tone, but chapter 10, there's a text log about a clogger. And yeah. posters around the straw about a clogger. Now our office is besieged by a clogger. I want it, to know, is it is it? Is does that happen? I can't imagine it, I can't imagine it's the same person <laughs> traveling not. back and forth. But is that confirmation then that it's the same <laughs> Indeed, the clogger legend is based in fact around our office. Um, su- uh, suspects have been gla- gradually okay. uh, whittled away down to a smaller and smaller list. I am um, proud to have been exonerated <laughs> because he struck this week okay. while I was here. So I'm officially, I officially <laughs> have an alibi. But yes, the legend that those, uh, that log and the, um, and the posters are, are sort of in-jokes from the team, yeah. Hello and uh, welcome to the Xbox World podcast. I have no idea what number it is. We're into the 70s now, I think. Um, that was Ian Milham from Visceral Games. Uh, you know them as the guys who make Dead Space and Dead Space 2. And Visceral Games share our pain because they have a logger man. Yes, um, suggesting perhaps there's some kind of international league of logger men. I think that's precisely what there is. In fact, they call him the clogger. Uh, and if you play Dead Space 2, you'll see um, posters on the wall and you'll find a text log in Chapter 10 about the clogger. Yeah. So that's their clogger man. Cousin to our logger man. We will, uh, we will try not to address the logger man quite as frequently as we have in the past. I think, that we've, I think we've exhausted that. But much like us, it is worth saying, you know, much like us, they are trying to work out who it is by a process of elimination. We, uh, we started trying to work out who our logger man was for a while, and then we realised the trick is to work out who it's not. Yeah. So now we sort of whittled it down to like you know, as like sort of ten, twelve different people. We know we know one of them is. Yeah. No one on Xbox World. No, we don't on Xbox World. No. Intro time. I'm Matthew. And I'm Mike. Uh, Tim's off today. Tim is uh, in a meeting. He's Mr. Meeting right now. He's very, very busy. He is. Everyone wants a piece of Weaver. Um, so it's just the two of us. I guess we should kick off with our usual, what are we playing right now? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, uh, what am I playing? Test Driver Limited 2. I was going to say I'm not playing anything, but then I realised I'm, I'm playing Test Driver, Test Driver Limited 2 You're playing lot. it a lot. Every night I go on Xbox Live, and there you are. On and Test there Driver I Limited am. Two. There I am, wasting my life on that not especially brilliant game. But here's the thing, man. I love it. I love it. I love Test Driver Limited. It's um, it's it's a game with a lot of a lot of problems, a lot of issues. Uh, the handling's a little bit strange. The uh, the frame the frame rate's a little bit choppy when there's a lot going on. Most of the time, it's very smooth. Actually, much smoother than the original. Um, the the, the, the active cutscenes are really really dubious. They have um, driving tests in there. Like the the ultimate crime, yeah, the ultimate driving game crime. To unlock some of the championships later on, you have to do the driving tests, and oh man, I do I not like doing those. And yeah, it's so good. You love it, don't you? It's 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 my it's literally my favourite game on Xbox. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. It's uh, so I'm going to give it 110 percent on our next issue. Brilliant. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. That doesn't at all break our scoring. Straight in at number one and with a bullet in the uh, in the <laughs> top 100. Now it's great. Uh, it's, it is just great. As it's um, in fact, I'll give everybody who listens to the podcast because not all of our readers do. I'll give all of our readers um, uh, to the podcast a preview of my, of my strapline. 
The pun from my, uh, my, my review, which is going to be uh, Jack of all trades, master of fun. Yeah. All right. Maybe go back to back to the drawing board with that one. Did I? Did I? I, I did a mind jack review for uh, Games Master, I think. Um, oh, did you? That's nice. But we're talking about me. And uh, no, I used the I used the, a similar strap line. I think it was something like Jack of No Trades or, or few trades. That's, that's weird. Jack of all trades, master of fun is is exceptional. <laughs> but I only had a small space. It was a because half page review. The game really is a Jack of all trades and a master of none of them. It's um it's not the best like gambling game you'll ever play. It's definitely not because <laughs> when you go to the casino, you have to get his DLC, oh, no. which isn't available just yet. But hang on, is that the one where pre order people get it for? Free? Free. I think so. I think that's. I think that's so. Right. Yeah. So um, it's not the best driving game. Uh, it's definitely not the best driving game. It's um, the handling model's slightly daft. There's not as many cars as there were in the original game, as far as I can tell. Um, it's not the best open world game. It's got a great, great big open world, but it's, it's like it's not necessarily tons to do in it. Uh, it's not the best game where you get to create your character. It's, you know, because the character editing's really cool, but it's not the best. It's not. Uh, the best racing game. In fact, it's a bit easy. I'm, I'm absolutely thrashing the pants off everyone I race in that game. Uh, it's not the best, you know, social game either. It's, it's particularly not at the moment because I've been playing it pre-release, so there's not a lot of people online. But there's a lot of cool social options, but a lot of them are quite buried away, so they're quite hard to get. It's not the best of all of these things, but name one other game which does all of these mm. things all at once and all as well as this game does it. It does so much in such great quantities. I, I don't think I've played a more complete game I, where so much of it isn't quite perfect. I like the sound of... So if you want to change your look, you have to go to a plastic surgeon, is that right? Yeah, you go to a plastic surgeon. And then if you do that, you walk out... Like the Invisible Man with bandages, Covered in bandages all over like it, a and mummy. They, and they stay for a whole in-game day, right? Yeah, it's an hour of, uh, of real time. An hour of real time, or I think about an it's which works out to be about an in-game day. I think an hour in-game day is about an hour and So you something. go spooking people dressed up like a mummy. So yeah, I, I roll on up to people alongside people and just wind down the window. Do you have tinted windows? Uh, on the car I'm driving, yes, I do. I'm driving a GTR. Oh, that's, that's my favourite. That's, that's, that's my favourite. They can sort down. of see through, but they'd have to be really looking real closely. Okay. Um, it is a genuinely exceptional piece of brilliance tainted with absolute shit every now and again and it i, I don't care about the bad bits because i love the good bits so much i absolutely adore the game i was predisposed to like it anyway and this is where you can talk about fanboyism whatever it is i'm the one doing the review i liked the first game the fact is a lot of people really like the first game it's still being really well played even now and all those people not many games from to, 2006 are either, hell right? no hell no i mean you, they say they get five thousand people logging onto the servers every day mm. from the original game and this game is to be honest, it comes into its own when you get back to Hawaii. Ibiza, you're contrary to what John Strike, party man John Strike might tell you, Ibiza's a pretty friggin' boring place. Really? Unless you're going there for clubbing, I guess. Yeah. It's like it's a boring place to drive. Um, I don't think it was a great island for them to choose, but that's okay because you get the whole of Hawaii in there as well. And it's a much better version of Hawaii. It's much more, much more beautiful. It runs much more smoothly. They could have picked better islands, really. Yeah, they could have. Australia. Big though. <laughs> no, but, but imagine it. Well, great! <coughs> right, all those weather effects. That's what they could have done. They could have done Manhattan Island as well, which, went, which, I mean, how many times have we seen New York in a game? Oof. Yeah, don't start. But Ibiza's way smaller than uh, than uh, Oahu. Way okay. smaller. Oahu is absolutely enormous. It's, it's dauntingly huge. It was originally, and it's even big. It's like even bigger now, and they've got lots more routes to explore because you've got routes into the mountains now. There's lots of off-road stuff. 
My biggest complaint actually is that the game's a bit too easy. I'm I'm still fairly early on, and in test drive terms, that means I've been playing it for 16 hours, yeah. which is yeah, still fairly early on in the game. And I'm absolutely thrashing the pants off of everyone I race. And it's not like my experience of playing the first game is, is serving me well, because the handling model's completely changed now. Um, I don't actually like the way they structure the events now either. They, they, they to give you some sort of sense of career progression. They've got like individual tournaments, each of which will have like six or seven events tied to it. And so you go to the tournament, you qualify for it, and then you get to do all the events. And you can sort of break away halfway through and go and do something else and then come back to it. But what I liked about the original game is that you'd just be driving down the road and suddenly it'd go ding and you've got a new event unlocked because you happen to drive past where that event was hosted. Yeah. That was a really cool way of doing things. And you still get that with multiplayer events, but you don't get that with single player. And to be honest, you even though it's a big multiplayer game, the only time I ever played the original game in multiplayer was just in the free roam. I mean, most of the time I kind of just stuck to playing single player events. It's, it was a, such a full game. That, just doing the single player mode and unlocking 980 points of the 1,000 so achievements. So the only one I missed out on was uh, the car club one because I wasn't in a, I wasn't in a car club. Again, Fair I played enough. like I played on my own. But... um. It's it's great, man. It's it's just a a great game. I I I I would happily recommend it to anyone. Like I'm talking about how all these bad bits in there, but look how huge the game is, and look how much there is to enjoy. If like no game for my money feels better than when you like, no game nails that feeling of just getting on the, the motorway and just ham, just putting mm. the trigger down and just blazing along, taking the car to the top speed. You really feel the danger, the speed. And now, because it's got this new frim system, the fast ride, easy, instant money or something, right. where if you... Basically, it's um, kudos. Frim, it's okay. kudos. So, if, if, but it's like you're playing the weakest link with, Bizarre's, uh, with Project Gotham's kudos system. So you do dangerous stuff, and it brings the frims bar up, and it goes to 100, I then see. 200, then 350, then 500... And a thousand, and each time you unlock another level, you get like two seconds to bank it. If you don't bank ah. it, you have to go to the next level or lose it, or lose it if you take if you hit something on the way. Oh, so that's cool. it's a really cool system. So it makes just the free ride really, really fun. Yeah. It makes it just a really nice way to because before a free ride was great and it's nice just exploring the world because it's a yeah. beautiful world. But now it's an even more beautiful world, which again runs way smoother than before. I mean, that's frame rate was a big issue before. I remember playing uh, the original test drive driving so fast in the game's fastest car that I beat the streaming. The game couldn't stream in fast enough and I ended up driving off the edge of the world. I was driving on a completely untextured road and I just dropped into nothing. Are you sure you weren't playing Crash Time? Well, I, maybe I could. So, you've been playing Crash Time, right? Yeah, but I don't want to talk you about that. That was a while ago. I've been playing mostly at home. I've been playing a little bit of FIFA, but I've been playing um, a lot of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer. As, as, regular, as regular listeners will know, I'm not one for multiplayer, really. I tend to give it the old elbow and just stick with single-player games. But Brotherhood has really wrote me in. Um, I'm about halfway through ranking up. I'm level 24, 25-ish. Um, I have a friend uh, who I've known for many a year now. We pair up and we go online together. We should, and uh, falls up. We should at this point call out... That game's been getting a lot of shitty reviews. Like uh, The online mode has been reviewed by other magazines yeah. and, and online. Um, 
and people have been giving it a lot of like sevens. Someone, someone even gave it like a, I think a two out of five or something. It's mad. I mean, if I, you're if you're if you're giving playing that game and giving it that score, let me. I got news for you, my friend. You're, you're playing wrong. it wrong. Yeah, I I, tw- I very rarely tweet, um, but I did tweet uh, to say to my friend who I was playing it with. You know, I don't know what is wrong with the other games. Journos reviewing this game. Yeah. it's a wonderful, wonderful they, game. They have they not. Don't know they're not they're playing doing. it properly. That's clearly what's and unfortunately, and, uh, most neither of the a lot in the of game. people. Yeah, yeah so, so that's the problem. And so. What we wanted to do, we're doing the uh, alliance or whatever it's called. Uh, we wanted to go on the uh, the what's what's the mode called? The expert one, where there's the radar's not as uh, advanced, 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 wanted, advanced. But, but you can't get games because no one is playing advanced mode because it's too tricky. Because you have to properly like yeah, so you have watch to play people. the game. Yeah, so we have to drop ourselves down to the normal level, and we find like half the time we're coming first. The other times, you know, we're coming in last place because you, there's always one team who dicks about on the rooftops, sniping make, make, people make with a handgun. Make themselves an easy target for everybody else. Yeah, and it's, it just breaks the game because someone has to go chase them up there and then the people who are after those ones can just hang around at the bottom waiting for them to yeah. go towards their prey. So it really, it really breaks the game. But I do like the fact that every time they get a kill, they're getting 100 points. Yeah, you, to be fair... If you have one kill where you're on a bench and someone walks by and you get up and you stab them, seven, seven, fifty points you Yeah, can the get. guys at Ubisoft Annecy have done a really, really good job of encouraging people to play it properly. Yeah. Like, you're really rewarded for playing it properly, but I don't think they communicated it very well. No. I think the, the game really needed to explicitly state, like, if you get shitty kills, you'll get shitty points. Yeah. And it, the game never does that. So a lot of people are just running around, like, literally sprinting after guys stabbing them shooting them at a range and thinking oh I'm doing pretty good truth of the matter is like you could be doing a hell of a lot better by, yeah. just by setting stuff and up it shows, the game like, doesn't communicate there's that. been times where I've been on the leaderboards and someone's got 13 kills and uh, I've beaten them with three yeah just because you know I've taken my time to get the right ones of course it's frustrating if you wait too long someone comes and stabs you in the back and then yeah. it's all moot but um, no, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful mode. I just think because some so many people are playing it the wrong way, they could Ubisoft could really benefit from changing some of the AI behavior slightly. I don't know, you know, maybe I'm asking for the impossible here, but just have a few people run on the rooftop from now. And I, would, use a I lift would like that. that. If, if every now and again, one of the AI just suddenly went mental. And there's actually a perk which you get later on, which is the decoy perk. Yes, you, which, I've just you, which, got that, which, which if you're in a group, it will make one of the AI characters in the group sprint away. Yeah at high speed, like a human player would. And they'll keep sprinting until they get killed, basically. Now, it would be nice if, erratically, every now and again, an AI character would just leap up onto the roof and just run across it. So that you couldn't guarantee every time, if you saw someone on the roof, they're obviously me. They're obviously a human player behind that controller. It'd be nice if... The AI was a little bit stupid, a bit of artificial stupidity behind the artificial intelligence, you know? To mimic real human stupidity. Um, Again... Like I played Pandora Tomorrow big time back in the day and Chaos Theory uh, as a U as a Annecy joint, a multiplayer portion of that, and that suffered from the same problem. It's an incredibly sophisticated game, incredibly complicated. Argue for my money, the best multiplayer game ever made. There's there's people who work you know at Bungie now who have said in the past like forget Halo if this game had been yeah Luke Smith there there when he was back on working on One Up back in the okay. day he said you know this was this was Anyway, like a lot of people will tell you, this is this was the yeah. greatest, one of the greatest multiplayer games ever made. But they never communicated it to people. <laughs> they couldn't teach it well enough. Yeah. And they need to, like Ubisoft, honestly, you need to do a better job of teaching these things. Because if no one's playing it right, then no one's playing the game you made. So no one's playing that cool game. 
No, absolutely. And it's a real shame because Brotherhood, already the numbers are dipping. People online, it's becoming slightly harder to find games and it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Like uh, Pandora Tomorrow and uh, Chaos Theory, it'll become an elitist game. Yeah. It'll become a game just for the best of the best. And at that point, I'm not quite there. I'm, I'm not good enough to hold my own against those people, sadly. The trouble with so. that is when, when Assassin's Creed 3 comes out and they have uh, oh, the wanted mode in that, then... All the people who are really good at it before will still be really oh, good yes. at it, and all the people who come in new will It'll be shit. Because when like, this happened, when I started going to Chaos Theory, a lot of people jumped on. You could tell people who were new, mm. man. They we we make we would mince them. We absolutely mince them. <laughs> and of course, those people would leave. And that would scare them off. Yeah, away, exactly. Yeah. I mean, who wants to play that game? I wouldn't. So it was just me and like three hundred other elitist <laughs> turds from all from various places around the world playing one another all the time. And yeah, it was. Yeah. It, I mean, it really was. You'd be playing like on Monday to meet in a bunch of guys play on Tuesday you meet the exact same bunch of guys in, in random matchmaking play on Wednesday still you're meeting the same teams over and over yeah. again the same pairs over and over again like that's what happened to Chaos Theory I hope it doesn't happen to Brotherhood because it's a really special mode man I mean this podcast has come in at an unfortunate time because we've been playing a few things in the office none of which we can talk about I mean there's there's one in particular that I would love love to tell you guys about uh, in detail it, the game is more is mortal Kombat. we're playing that what we can say about it nothing i cannot say anything about it but you i want to talk about, about mortal no no nothing at all so Literally don't even nothing. say one thing but i want to talk about it because well i've got a smile on my face about it yeah but I, that's you already said too much so i've probably said too much so read the next issue about mortal Kombat, it, or the, the issue after this one that's coming read our issues and one of them will have mortal Kombat. Yeah, in, we will we'll, we'll, we'll like. say this though it's definitely mortal Kombat. Yeah, but whoa, whoa, that was nearly too much, yeah. Mike. That was almost too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've had a few games in the office recently, which have, I don't know, it's a real good few months ahead. In fact, it's a good year ahead of us. We were talking about this earlier in the office. Expect to hear us banging mental. on about this quite a lot over the coming months, because I don't think people have quite, quite noticed how good a year this is for games. Um, you, you, in any given year, you can expect, a, you know, probably six decent AAA mm big titles you'll be like oh i'm looking forward to those this year you got one every month and then come autumn you've got silly season i think july is perhaps the only month that i can't off everyone's the top afraid of my to release stuff in the, the, the dead of summer name a triple a game and maybe december december's a weird so, one. all right let's just do the list and we haven't got any notes here so this might be tricky but so this month so january you had dead space dead space 2 yeah and on ps3 you had dc universe online yes so on february in february we've got uh bulletstorm Bulletstorm. Which is a big one, a good one. I pl I've played it. I'm writing my review at the moment. I can't talk about that either. <sighs> Bloody NDAs. Yeah. March. Crisis. Crisis 2. Portal is oh. in... No, Portal is April. April is April. Uh, we've missed one in March. What have we missed? Homefront. I'm not going to say that's AAA, but that's amazing. That's a big title. Yeah, it's a, big, um, it's a, big, a fun game. There's something else in March. Really Dragon Age 2. Dragon Age 2 is March. Yeah, out of nowhere. Literally out of the blue. Bang! Dragon Age 2. Yeah. Um, so April, we've got Portal. May, we've got Red Faction. Red Faction, yeah. We've got Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. We've got something else, and I'm really kicking myself. What are we missing? We're missing something. This is bad radio. June. June. I don't know. What have we got in June? June and July are the two months we're not sure about. Yeah, I think there but is something I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. We expect, uh, we expect Deus Ex in June or July. Yeah, I think it's June. I wouldn't be surprised if it slipped. It'd be a big mistake if it does. June, July, August is the right time for and that. And up until then. Don't put that game up against Gears of War. Don't put it against Call of Duty. Don't put it against Skyrim. That would be suicide. Let, let's say if it comes out in June, it's probably fair to say out of the whole of the start of the year, Deus Ex is the one. The, the pick of the Deus Ex is, oh, I've, I've played it. And again, I can't talk about it. 
I can talk about the tutorial, which I'm not going to because... Can we tell people it's on the cover of our next issue? It's on the issue? cover of our next issue. We talk good, about it With good length. reason. We're already talking about it at length. And we will talk about it on the podcast in a future because it's... Um, it's astonishing. Yeah, it's it's astonishing. It's it's the uh, it's the game we hoped it would be and never never dared dared expect it to be. You know, um, it's 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 the game. It's if the tw- if the twenty fifth hour and bear in mind that's how long the game is. If the twenty fifth hour is as good as the third hour, you're looking at your scaro scores time. Yeah. You're not looking at scores. You're looking at scares. You're looking at uh, you're looking at John Strike having to made up at, numbers. Yeah, made up numbers where it's just uh, it's just symbols. Um, we've got. June, July, August is the right time for that game, though, because if you release it in after August, you're into silly season. I think August might be when Batman's hitting. It wouldn't surprise me. August is the right time for Batman. Because that's when Arkham Asylum came out. It was a great time. So, I mean, from then, it is silly season. So we've got Batman, Arkham City. Arkham, so let's say let's say Batman drops in August. That makes sense. That's a good date for it. That's when the first game dropped. It's, it's the right time. Mm-hmm. And then you get into September and everything gets stupid. <sighs> So September, October, November, I think we're going to have to lump it all together because yeah. it's going to be too hard to... Tear so obviously you've got a Call Gears of Duty. We've got a Call of Duty. We've got a Gears of War got Gears of War. We've got Fours of Four. Yeah. Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Skyrim, that's November. We've got Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3. And you've got uh, on PS3, you've got Uncharted 3. Oh, I forgot about... It. Hang on. PS3 is Last Guardian this year as well. I don't think it will. No. I don't think it will. It'd be nice if it did. If they, To me, put this way, if they release Last Guardian... In the silly season, it's dead. Yeah, no one will buy that game. Uh, And you can, and I, like, I know. All right, before you get excited, Mister Podcast, Mister Listening on your iPod, on your trendy iPod. Yeah, I know you'll buy it, and you know we'll buy it. But you're, but let's, no one else will buy it. Just be us guys, us us podcast guys. I'm talking to you right now. Just be us, just us cool guys. We'll be sitting there playing it, going, "This game's great. Why is nobody playing this game?" And I'll tell you why. Because they'll be playing Skyrim Mm. and Uncharted Three and all the other big games. Danny Bilson said Saints Row Three is out this year. Saints Row Three, yeah, that's that's a fun game, man. Saints Row Three is fun. Yeah, and you know Saints Row is fun. We know Shadows of the Dam is going to be coming. La Noire in the summertime. We forgot that. La Noire, yeah, that's May. That's the other May one I forgot about. Um, and there are, I mean, obviously you've got FIFA and the usual EA sports yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, There'll be a need for speed. Exactly, everyone's going to be playing FIFA, everyone's going to be playing COD. You need to, like, either you release Last Guardian in summer, that ain't happening, or you release it in March next year. March is the perfect time. How about for some Battlefield 3? How about that? How about some Battlefield 3? Uh, there, are, there are more, I, there are too many to remember. So you've got this, um, this, this, this year where you're, gonna, you're not going to buy all these games. No. You're not going to buy all, like, you know, we can't we're really rich. We're dead rich. You're, you're not. you at home. You're not. You're not. Because you're listening to, you know, unless you sell the device you're listening to this, this podcast on, then, then maybe you can. But even though, here's the point. Maybe you can afford it. Maybe, maybe, you've got, maybe you've got the money to spend, to throw away 250 quid a month on games. Maybe you can do that. Maybe you're, maybe you're, uh, maybe you're Tim Weaver. You know, a popular author yeah, and, uh, and author. a successful editor, Tim Weaver. Maybe you've got that much money to throw away. But how are you going to find the time they, to play they, all these games? Yeah, they don't have Because if the you've hours. got that much money, you're probably doing a job that, you know, it some responsibility. Okay, 
how are you going to do that job and still and come home on an evening but and whoa, have enough whoa, time to play Skyrim whoa, and COD and Let's say that they've won the lottery, yeah? They've won oh, the lottery. Maybe, maybe they got all the time in the world. You know what? November, one month. Bam, Skyrim. It's taking up your time. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else goes in your disk drive. Mass Effect 3, forget about it. That's a December game. Yeah. Because Skyrim is in your disk That's drive. That's the thing. Skyrim is... A, a, Oblivion was a game that in 10 days I might somehow managed to spend 70 hours on. Yeah. That's seven. I've played that game I for... I spent se- 17 like six days. I've, I've played that game for seven hours a day. That's a full-time job. And I'm a nerd. I mean, really, I'm not saying our listeners are nerds. I mean, they might not be that nerdy, but I mean, the fact, the fact is, like, that's, that game is more than enough game to last you until the new year. It comes out on the 11th of November, and it'll last you until the new year. Like, what? Like, what are you going to do? So this year, you know what it is? It's the uh, the January killing spree, is what oh, it is. It's when you January hit. It's when you hit game and game station in January and just go wild and pick yeah. up all those games which didn't sell over Christmas. There's gonna be a few though. There's gonna be a lot of big games, like really good games that tank this mm. year. But don't don't be surprised if just like usual, a few games slip into next year. Mm. I mean, it would like make Mass Effect it makes make sense. sense. January Mass Effect has to go slide to January. It absolutely has to. I'm sure they want to release it in November so that they can uh, do uh, do a COD spoiler or something to ruin COD for Activision. It ain't going to do it. It ain't going to spoil COD. It's what, what you need to do is give it some breathing room. Mm. Give it some space. Because otherwise you're throwing it up against Skyrim. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I mean, Tomb Raider. I'm so excited about the new Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And so, you think every publisher, and then you think, oh, they've got something. They've got something else. It's crazy. There's a new Final Fantasy this year, early next year. Uh, I think it's this year. I cares about that shit. That's not a big game, Mike. Yeah, that's Don't worry that's, about that's it. the crazy thing. When did Final Fantasy stop being a big game? When it got <sighs> rubbish, right? But you know what? It's still for a lot it's of people. For a lot of people, it is a big you game. You know what? I'll still, and, and if you if you, buy, if you buy if you buy thirteen, well, you know, kiss goodbye to a month. There you go. That's, that's another month gone. It's this year is ridiculous, and this isn't even taking into account the games that are going to be next to E3. We haven't yeah. even mentioned Forza. Forza's like huge, yeah. uh, and all about the games are going to be next to E3. Well, well, we know of some. Obviously, we you know we'd lose our Dark jobs. Souls, my friend. Oh, Dark Souls. Oh, Dark God. Souls. Yeah, one that literally for half an hour this morning, Mike and I were just just trading noises over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So uh, people. My noises weren't so high, as high pitched though. They're much more manly. Oh yeah, yours are. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So um. So listeners, so Dark Souls might, will, will be the game that dies, though. If they, if the, the Dark Souls definitely needs to go back to January. Should we introduce it because not everybody knows where it comes from? Dark Souls is the new Namco Bandai title that is the the, the spiritual sequel yeah. to Demon's Souls. Not the actual sequel because Sony owned Demon's yeah. Souls. Demon's so Souls Demon's Souls was a PS3 brand. exclusive, published by Sony in Japan. Stupidly not published by Sony in America because it was huge. Stupidly not published by Sony in Europe where it was also huge. Yeah. Absolutely sold out for Namco Bandai over here. Absolutely sold out for Atlas in America. I imported my copy. Mike, I think you did the same. I tried to, but there were no copies of oh, it. Really? It was a sellout by the time oh, you did. I got in nice and early. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up having to. Uh, I, I ended up borrowing your copy for a while, and I eventually oh, got did. my own copy off of eBay. You did. Yeah. So. Um, so everyone will tell you it's a, a really tough game, and it it's, is. We won't yeah. be on about it. Yeah, everyone says it's hard, and what people tend to do is they dwell on how tough it is and forget to dwell on all the other things. How it great is. it is! So, I mean, for me, there are two wonderful, wonderful features about Demon Souls. So you start off, you basically die um, instantly. You, yeah, you, you it puts you into, into a, a level where they kill you in, in instantly. You're like brilliant. Yeah. What's well, a shadow of memories all over again? So you go to a hub world, and then you. Uh, this world has kind of like spokes levels, like 
coming off of it. Yeah, you're, so in, you're, you're, in, a, you're in a tower worlds. and you can just teleport to these these to separate worlds. And they're basically it's medieval Europe style. Yes, yeah, medieval Europe, but it's it's kind demons. of yeah that kind of thing. But it's it's a land that's been overrun by this fog, so there's no sun here. No, it's not a it's not pitch black. It's not nighttime. It's, it's just, just grey, gloom, yeah. permanent gloom, and the land's been infested by these creatures. Basically, the the king did a deal years ago, which has gone sour. This this uh, as a result, the lands become the land of Boletaria has become filled with this fog and guess what the fog's starting to spread out of the land so you come from you're an outsider you're journeying into the land to try and rid the world of the demons and you do that by killing them and harvesting their souls now if you die you drop their souls you put back at the start of the level yeah, if you die you if lose you all the souls you've got pick up those souls without dying you regain them but if you yeah. die again so if you go back to gone. where you died and recover them this is the trick see you spend most of your time playing the game dead yeah like that's the thing and you're in a weakened state at when, you, when you're dead you have half the, half the health and you can do some other cool stuff like when you're dead you can invade other players games yes and, and this, this is you, point if, one that's hot if you kill the other player you take their soul. Oh, yes. And you come back to life, and they're the ones who are dead. You become their boss characters. Yeah, essence. you basically it's become a boss in someone else's game. You So maybe you're... And then when you're alive, you're open to be invaded. So when you're sitting there playing, uh, and you're, you're having a really tough battle, and this game's tough, remember, you're having yeah. a tough battle, suddenly it'll say... Mike is invading your game. You'll be like, oh, shit. Because now you've got to turn and fight not only the AI creatures yeah. who won't hurt the invading player, no. but that you've got to fight this guy. So you've got to tool up. There's lots of ways to do that. Maybe you hide from him. Mm. Maybe you hide from him. Maybe you give him a, you try and get to him before he gets to you and attack him with everything. Maybe you do all these things. But remember, when you're a living player, you can be invaded. When you're a dead player, you, you can, can do the invading. And there's benefits to either side yeah. uh, you know, and here's the thing maybe you're thinking well if I'm alive why would I even go online when I can be invaded because every game of Demon Souls in the world is connected everyone's connected Magic. so when you're exploring a world and bear in mind remember how dangerous these worlds are people can leave hints yeah, so there are, there are two things you'll notice on the floor. You'll notice messages and you'll notice bloodstains now messages is basically a way of tweeting what you want to say to everyone else who's playing it on the server yeah so you'll read a message and it'll say danger left or something and sure enough if you step forward an enemy might jump out from behind yeah. you know something like and these behind are the fools who the often left. can kill you in one hit so other players can save your life yeah so you leave these messages people leave messages for you if you find that a message has been helpful you can like it yeah just recommend it to other people and when that happens the person who left the messages Gets a health top up in their game. So if they're playing online right there and then, they get a bonus. So you, what you find is a lot of people before going into a boss fight will drop a nice lot of uh, h- yep. hints and tips. So anyone who likes it will give him a perk in the back. So imagine you're playing against a boss. You're almost dead, but halfway back in the level, you told someone to watch out because they're going to get ambushed. If they like it, bang, full you're health back in again. the fight. Yeah, you're back in the fight. Amazing. And then the other thing you find are bloodstains. Now yep. bloodstains. If you touch someone's bloodstain, it will show you a replay of how they died. The last few seconds the of their life. The last few seconds of their life. So you get to see, oh, well, wait a minute, what did this guy do? Oh, he ran straight forward, turned left, and then something yeah. got him. You, you can't see you the can't thing see that got him, did. but you can yeah. see what, did he yeah. have his shield up? Did he have his sword out? What did he do? Yeah. So now Dark Souls is, is that, but more so. Now it is a fully open world, 
There's no hub where you teleport to these no. different places. It's a fully open world, uh, like Oblivion or something, where you're going to go around, you're going to go into dungeons, you're going to have these kinds of battles everywhere you go. You'll be communicating with players all the time. You're getting your game invaded, you're going to be leaving hints. All of these features are going to be carried over. But the best part, this one's coming to Xbox. Amazing. I mean... It's going to be such a hard sell to people, sadly. Yeah. Just because, you know, it's an unknown entity. You know, it's not a big brand name at the moment. It so deserves to be. It yeah. richly deserves to be. Yeah. It's probably the second best PlayStation 3 exclusive. Third, if you count the Oeda um, stuff. But there's Which nothing hasn't on, come out yet. Yeah, it absolutely yet. is. Behind it, Uncharted. Uncharted and Demon Souls are the yeah. two games on PlayStation 3. You're like, that's what you get a PlayStation 3 yeah. for. Not Gran Turismo. You get it for Uncharted and you get it for Demon Souls. So mental mental year ahead and yeah. it's wonderful and then we kick off next year with infinite at some point no, apparently yeah, early yeah, infinite seems like a good check for early in next year so that'll, um, that'll boy 2k's results up a little bit yeah so so it's good good times and then like even stuff like Homefront, you know which isn't triple a it's yeah, a great there, game there's a lot of um like big games you're going to be like pleasantly surprised by like games which will come out now red factions one yeah. games, games which you're like maybe you're not excited about right now but in, in the middle of may when you're thinking what should i spend my money mm. on you want me to go wrong with that game i just wish we could talk about something three announcements <laughs> remember of course also you're guaranteed to see connect sports yeah connect two, sports two dance, dance central, central two. two a lot of connect stuff steel battalion will probably be this year rise of nightmares do you rise think of nightmares maybe rise of nightmares definitely i would have thought project draco child of eden's coming we'll see we of course that. child of eden's coming that's uh but when that's supposed to be january it's never going to be january we've still not had the preview event yet yeah there's supposed, supposed to be, be there's month. supposed to be an event any minute now with um mizuguchi but um uh keeps waiting put back i'm sure he's very hard at work on the game yeah we'll keep you posted on that one yeah um so great great month we we sadly we need to wrap it up fairly soon because we're very busy back in the office and we've got to go write pages and pages and yeah. pages before the end of the week um so we have to hop onto questions pretty quick our next podcast won't be quite as snappy and we'll try our best to bring mr weaver um yeah before before we hop onto what? these questions, actually, is it worth saying what Team Xbox World is doing on the night? Oh, I was just to, I was just about to say, yeah, um, we are t- t- Xbox World's entire team will be at uh, Topping's Bookshop in Bath on the twenty uh, second of this month. Uh, so if you're in Bath, it's worth a visit. Uh, the boss man's launching his book there. Yeah. Um, we won't be pimping it in the Pages magazine, obviously, because that'd be a massive abuse of our power. But uh, what we will do is give you a shout on the podcast because it's going to be a good event. Come around, get yourself a nice glass of wine, give the give the boss man some support. His new book's coming out. It's uh, the Dead Tracks. Dead Tracks. The Dead Tracks. It's actually on shelves right now. Yeah. You can bring your copy along, so get the man to sign it on the night. Free glass of wine, I might add. Oh, free wine! Last year, I think you remember, I had a top up as well. You did. Do you remember that? So you, you got your. So basically, Tim's not here. So what you could do is you could come. Get completely munted off your face. Get really raucous, rowdy. Yeah. Start pulling books off shelves. Start heckling him because he does a reading. This is the best part. He'll do a reading. You can heckle him. Do, oh, don't do that. He, don't do he that. has an open question and answer session. Open Q and A. Yeah. Oh, think of some great. Think of the things questions. you could ask him. But don't come there. Come there. Be nice. Show some respect to the boss man because this, this is his big night. We'll we'll all be there. Come and say hello to us. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll we'll, t- we'll tip, a, tip a glass of wine for you. And we'll pimp that on our next podcast as well because we got another podcast before then. Good stuff. Right, Joel Million wants to know, uh, I think he asked me this question, in fact, what games slash apps do I recommend for Windows Phone? Because uh, I've got a Windows Phone 7, um, which means I get achievements on the train. And I got all 200 points in Ilo Milo last week coming back from a, an event in London. 
which was lovely. Iron Mine is a cool game, and of course you can play that on uh, it Xbox is. as well. Interestingly, it's a different game. It's a, a scaled-down version on Windows Phone 7, um, some different maps. Not as good on, on Windows Phone as it is on XBLA. Hmm. Um, I've bought the XBLA version since this, and I'm loving it far, far more. Um, I don't have that many apps, to be honest. I, I need to really explore. I would say the games that you have to buy... I mean, first of all, Flowers is a free games by Carbonated Games. It's a simple puzzle game worth picking up um you get achievements for it which is always cool mm-hmm. milo milo for the two pound 49 i think it costs you get have that. hexic but it's not proper hexic right it's, it's like a rush mode no no, no no hexic rush uh is is without a doubt i would say the number one game you need to buy it has the marathon mode and it has it does have marathon mode. yeah marathon yeah, mode which is the, the mode main you want one. Uh, and it has hexic rush as well, which is there are like bombs are coming every few seconds, and uh, when you rotate the the three hexagons, they stay. Like, you don't have to rotate them into a winning position. You can rotate them, and they that stay there no matter bullshit, what. Bullshit, man! Forget that. It's all about marathon mode. Uh, so, but it's got marathon there, so it, so that's well worth getting. They are the only games I've bought so far because the problem with Windows Phone Seven is that everything is massively overpriced. Mm. Um, so, for example, if there's a game that's two quid on iPhone, it's probably five pound forty nine on. Uh, on Windows Phone Seven, such as Assassin's Creed. Yeah, on the Creed. other, on the yeah, on the other hand, though, if it's, if it's if it's like two pounds on iPhone and five pounds on yours, it's probably thirty quid on the DS. <laughs> that's that's very true. Um, one game I'm I'm definitely thinking about getting because I do love the series is Puzzle Quest Two. Uh, the reason I've held off so far and I'm going to download the trial is because some people are reporting it doesn't work oh. too well on the phone. You know, uh, Ghost, Ghost Trick on the DS is coming to the iPhone. See, I didn't know that. I th- I, that's what I hear. Yeah, that's what I hear. Oh, I'm just about to buy that, but that's twenty five quid. It on well, exactly. I thought it'd be like two pound fifty. Uh, let me just like- let me just check that because I mean because I don't want to lead our listeners astray. But yeah, so you so you're not a big app man then. So you're no, the wrong person. I, I, I will I will be I will be exploring them, but I haven't as of yet bothered to bothered to delve in and see what what else we've got. And I mean, there are things where you can just check your messages. Yeah, and send absolutely getting an iPhone port. Uh, there's Bejeweled Live. Um, but I just think you're, you're just flicking me. through your apps now. What you want to do is give them a strong list straight away. I mean, if you're a tweeter, if you're someone who tweets, obviously you want the Twitter app. Oh no, no, I've already got that. Um, did that come as standard? They've got a Twitter and Facebook app here, and YouTube as well. But I think they were already on my handset, so I didn't have to bother about downloading. So them. Let me tell you about some iPhone apps to where all the cool kids are out on the iPhone. So um, I use an app called iTalk, which is brilliant. It's um, it's the, my voice recorder. I do, I do a lot of interviews I use in this that business. On my iPad. iTalk's excellent, and the best thing about the new iTalk is syncs with Dropbox. Ooh. Now Dropbox is brilliant. If you're not on Dropbox, get on Dropbox. It's great. If you're ever sharing files between two computers, it's perfect. If you need a lot of online storage, it's perfect. What's more, if you invite friends to it, you get more space. They get more space. Um, so Dropbox is basically online storage. You get two gig as standard. You get a folder on your computer. You just drag stuff into that folder, and it just goes into your storage bank online. If you have another computer synced with the same account, you can access those files, and it'll be as if they were on both systems. It's beautiful. And you even a Dropbox app for the iPhone, which, of course, I have. Probably going to be one for the Windows phone, if not, if it's not out now, pretty soon. But iTalk syncs with Dropbox. If I'm near Wi-Fi, all i got to do is hit that. I can literally go to an event... To do an interview uh, with, say, with Cliff Blazinski, which we did this week, sync it to Dropbox, contact our transcription guy, and get him to transcribe it there and then. That That's amazing. It's some convenience. That's the, the future, future, my friend. That That's is living the in the future. Today, Mike. It is the future today. Um, I've also got um, the flashlight app for um, iPhone called Flashlight. It uses the um, the, game, the camera's flash as a as a torch. I like that. Crazy. That's a useful toy. Um, 
and games. It's all about uh, Infinity Blade, Backbreaker 2, Choo Choo Rocket, Electric Box, Nurashima Hex, Mirror's Edge, World Series of Poker. All pretty good. Star Dunk, I got I like. Mirror's Edge on my iPad free as the 12 Days of Christmas app. I was quite chuffed. Yeah, that's not... It's that's a, a really, really a, good game. That's a good freebie. It is a good game. It's better than the uh, full-scale version for my money. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree. With Next that. question. Uh, Jam Tomorrow. A uh, bit of a long one. Let's have a look here. It says, Age restrictions on games seem to be a custom more honoured in the breach than the observance, in a way that just wouldn't be conceivable with booze, fags or pornography. Uh, there are those parents who've heard of GTA and won't give it room, but legions of 11-year-olds are playing Call of Duty and Gears, etc. without any parental concern. I know this because I'm a parent of an 11-year-old and I work as a teacher. Uh, what does the panel, I guess we're the panel. Oh, um, small panel. <laughs> think accounts for this attitude. Is it right? And what would happen to the games market if age restrictions were suddenly to be rigorously enforced? There's still a perception of video games for kids, is the thing. Regardless of the content that's in them, there's still a perception that video games are, are for kids. Because, I mean, they were. They always were. If people growing up who are in their like late 30s now who have 11-year-old children, or late 40s even, they grew up at a time when video games were for kids. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff, stuff, stuff that kids did. And I, 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 I'm not sure if there's an awareness of just how graphic these games are. Yeah, I think, first of all, I want to clarify, I don't really think, I think games restrictions are being rigorously enforced at the point of sale. Of course, there are always going to be exceptions, but I think for the most part, shops aren't going to sell like Gears of War to well, a six-year-old, you know, that's in not going to happen. In my experience, like, I know a few people who work at, um, at game stores, and they always say the same thing. They say they age-check everyone. Yep. They really do. I mean, they take their job pretty seriously, not least because it's a laugh. I've worked in a cinema. It's it's fun busting some shops yeah. over the age range. You know, it's like you, it's a really boring job. Yeah. So you take your fun where you can get it, and they do enforce these things quite rigorously. But then they'll have a parent standing right the next parent, to them, yeah. literally right next to the kid. Exactly. They'll put down a copy of Call of Duty, and you'll look at the kid and say, and look at the parent and say, "You are aware this is an eighteen rated game, and the content is suitable for children." They'll be going. They'll always say the same. Oh, that's all right. It'll be fine. Yeah, that is the problem. Um, do we think it's right? No, we don't. The rage ratings are there for a reason, without a doubt. There are definitely games. Like, if I were a dad, hopefully I won't be anytime soon. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, there are definitely things I wouldn't want I'm my kid knock playing. You, knock your old lady up, Matt. Just go knock her up right now. And you can speak with some, some authority on this, man. I wouldn't want my hypothetical children be, to play the games I play right now. I no. just No. I mean, June Newcomb out in May. Hell no. Yeah, I would but not give that what, to what my I would, What I would say is... Maybe growing up, in, uh, like, uh, how can I say it? I watched a lot of shit growing up that I'm not supposed to have seen. I played stuff that I wasn't. Like, when I, was, when I was, like, nine years old, I saw Robocop, man. Or I think of maybe ten. Like, I saw, like, uh, Predator when I was, like, like, seven or eight or something. It might look. Because I was, like, hanging around my, my, my friend's house. And he had older brothers. And they would get all of the really violent movies. And we'd end up seeing, like, going, oh, this is so awesome. I was watching Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, Beating guys up, AWOL, like Kickboxer, yeah. like man, that was the hottest shit when I was a kid. Like, and we, I saw all this stuff when I was way, way, way too young to see it. And that's why you're a killer now. Right? That's why I go around the rampages, right? Oh, but it's all about responsible it. parenting. What I say is, like, I remember when I saw Robocop. I went back and told my mum I saw Robocop and it was off the chain. And she was like, you know, look, I didn't. I told you I didn't want you to watch that film. Not until you, like she said to me, I told you I didn't want you to watch that film. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but. It was awesome. And she's like, she was like, uh, she said to me, and I, I remember this to this day. I remember exactly where I was standing. We were standing by my back door outside. It was a sunny day. And she said, um, she said, listen, you know that the way people behave in that film isn't appropriate. 
It's not right to be that violent towards people. I remember looking at her like, Mum, are you stupid or what? Like, of course I know that. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. But the fact is, she took her time yeah. to, to, to stop and say that, to stop and say, look, son, this isn't, this is some bullshit. You're not, you, you shouldn't like mimic this. Yeah. It's not appropriate. Like, and that's responsible parents. That's what a responsible parent does. No matter how obvious it is to the yeah. kid, that's what a responsible parent does. A responsible parent doesn't stand right next to their kid and put right. a copy of GTA in his hand. I mean, I know nobody understands their kids like uh, parents, obviously. And, you know, not all kids are the same. There are some 15-year-olds mm. who are, I would say, were far more mature than, you know, some 20, 25-year-olds that I know. Um, it's just a fact of life. Some people mature early, some later on. But the age rating is there for a reason. Parents should be aware. And I think... It's just a case of we have to wait till the the people playing games now become parents. It's just yeah. a generation thing. Well, we've we been saying this, this all along, right? And music and everything else. Twenty years from now, it's not going to be an issue. No, when when the people running the country are people who were a part of the gamers' generation, it's not going to be an issue. You got the guys running the country right now; are all in their mid to late thirties. Well, you know, the guys that replace them and then the guys that replace them will be people who were born in 1980 and grew up with Space Invaders yeah. and Galaga and Kong and then Super Mario and Ninja Gaiden mm. and then saw the development and watched it go, watched games grow yeah. and have appreciation for the importance it's, it's of it. It's just an understanding thing. I mean, trying to even communicate to my parents and grandparents what I do and what gaming is now you know it's tough they just got uh, connecting connect sports and they can't believe it they think it's some kind of crazy voodoo magic it's yeah you know we take it for granted from a purely selfish point of view it does piss me off when i get online and i'm playing an incredibly violent game and it's a bunch of people like, a bunch of 11 year old kids talking to I me mean, when he asked, like i mean i know i mean there may be like kids read listen to this podcast no offense to you guys i'm sure you guys are like pretty mature but if you listen to this podcast i hope you are but um the fact is there's a lot of people on those games who I don't know. It's like sometimes you want to get onto a game. You want to have like a mature conversation yeah. with your with your friends. You just want you just want to chat about you know, literally, literally like war, boring grown up stuff, yeah. work stuff, and it's hard to do that in the in the company I've of done it in some like Vegas too, or maybe it was in fact the first Romantic Vegas. I had some brilliant conversations. We were in a deathmatch game with there were however many there were a dozen of us say we were just having a really nice polite conversation yeah. we were just chatting about day-to-day -day stuff and you know someone kills someone it's like oh great shot you got me across the entire map yeah through three windows you don't get that on call of duty you don't get that on brotherhood and stuff because you have people squealing down the headset yeah i um, mean the thing funny thing is i've played with some really cool kid kids who are like 16 oh, yeah. like yeah i played i played was playing with some 15 year old kid on um I, he, he said I was like because well, he had a voice which was like ambiguous and I was like oh yeah what do you do for what you know he's like oh, I'm still at school and all this stuff I was just chatting to him this is in uh, Assassin's Creed and yeah he seemed like he just seemed like a cool kid like he's really enjoying it he's playing an eight rated game but you know he's, he's enjoying it he gives a damn um there's a like let's not paint everyone with, tar everyone with the same brush there's plenty of good kids on live there's plenty of bad kids on live the same way, like like a lot of Americans get tired with a bad brush because yeah, you get a lot. You get everybody sort of has this impression of like the American guy in Call of Duty who's like yeah, f yeah, like going around and like it's like yeah, it's, you know taking it way yeah. too seriously, way too aggressive with everything. I think that's the perception of like a lot of American gamers. But shit, you know, you, we play with American gamers all the time, yeah. and they're not all like that, and not all kids are the same as you as you rightly said but putting if, a game into the hands of a kid you've got to sort of know who you're putting into there whose hands you're putting into that's what age ratings are yeah, for when Jan Tamara says you know what would happen if they were rigorously enforced uh, the age restrictions if he takes that to mean like parents weren't giving it to their kids I'd expect a 50% drop off in sales for Call of Duty yeah no doubt um, and no doubt a few big games Gears of War would have a big drop off and stuff yeah. like that um, 
Yeah, it would, of course, affect yeah, sales. Yeah, ain't a little 40-year-old mum's playing Gears of War. <laughs> Absolutely not. And Deet wants to know, any news on a sequel for the brilliant Lost Odyssey? No, sadly not. Miss Walker, we there's, know they're doing stuff beyond the last there's story. There's talk that um, the, the new game they're doing, it might be Sakaguchi's last game. I mean, that he's, di- he's directly hands-on with. That would be sad if so. Um, I mean, He's I, living in Hawaii these days. Really? And he's got a little dog. Yep. Very nice. Um, Called Spot. People who know me obviously know that I think Lost Odyssey is a just wonderful, wonderful game. Hugely underrated across the board. That's why in our 100th issue we made sure, I think it's in our 20s of the top 100 games of Xbox that you need to play. Yeah. Um, we'd love to see a sequel. We don't ever see it happening, sadly. Now Microsoft would have to back it. And if Microsoft had any back games that were successful, Lost Odyssey wasn't. Not in, the, not in the numbers they wanted. If you haven't played Blue Dragon yet, go play it. It's another Miss Walker RPG, uh, JRPG. It's not as good as Lost Odyssey, nowhere near in fact, but it's still better than a good... 90% of the JRPGs on the system. Um, the other one I would advise you to go out and check out on Xbox would be Tales of Vesperia. At least I would if you could buy it. Last Remnant's pretty good as well, right? Last Remnant's okay. It's got a dodgy battle system. They've You don't control uh, single characters. You control like groups. And I, it, I don't know. I just didn't really get on with it as much. It's a Square Enix jobby. And Square Enix haven't really been on the ball this generation for my money. Um, the one thing I'd say about Tales of Vesperia is it's rock hard to get. I have to, I had to drop fifty notes, fifty bones on uh, eBay last month to buy it. Fifty bunties on bargain. I've not seen it go for under seventy quid for a long time. Fifty bunties on Tales of Vesperia. My goodness, Tales of Symphonia was pretty good as well, right? Yes, I haven't played the new Wii one, the sequel to it. Mm. But Symphonia is great on the GameCube that they've mm. got. The Tales ones are weird because I'm I'm not into the battle system as much as I am just like a regular Final Fantasy or Lost Odyssey, but um. They, they're great stories. Right? Oh, sorry, you've got Final Fantasy 13 2 coming out later this year. That'll be good, right? <laughs> um, Copy Owl says, in fact, we've touched upon this. If you guys find a multiplayer game you really like, such as Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, are you able to spend enough time playing it to become great, or does the fact that you have to play so many games for the mag prevent you from dedicating enough time to max the game? I'm too old to get great at games now, man. I play too, Like the man says, I play too many games. Yeah, I think I do as well. I mean, with Brotherhood, I've made an exception because it's the only multiplayer game I play, really, so I do try to play it quite a bit. Um, it, I'm sad because it means I'm not really playing Hot Pursuit as much as I'd like to and a couple of other games I've got on the back burner that I really want to get stuck into. But the I think it's easy when, when... When you get one game to play, you get your money's worth, and as yeah. a result, you get good at it. I, when I was playing Splinter Cell, I, I got real good at that game. Real, real mm. good. And... Um, like I, I have not got that good at a game since. No, like, and I don't think I ever will again. Uh, yeah, it does. If it, it's a, it has a big effect on the way you play games. It has a big effect on the way you enjoy games. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I would like to be able to. I'd like to have the, the chance to sit and really compete with my yeah. friends' times on on like Criterion's um, the auto need for speed stuff, stuff yeah. on auto log. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool. But um, yeah, I, I think that's actually like a, a pretty a pretty interesting question. I think that's a pretty big question as well. I, uh, I mean, because even before I was working in this business, I played a lot more games than anyone I yeah. knew. Um, I, I'm not going to say that I was a, a, a dodgy pirate, but I just, let's just say I found ways to play these games no matter what. You know, I, I didn't let money stand between me and playing these games. So I played a lot and a lot of games. So even like before I started this job, I never got really great at many games unless the game really bit me. Like I, I was always, I always kind of dabbling with games. I want to say dabble. I mean, some of them I spent like eighty hours with, yeah. but I was always playing a lot of games at any given time because games are what I do. Yeah. Some people go and you know they watch like their movies or their things. Some people cookery is their thing. For me, it's games, and 
Yeah, like even anyone who plays a lot of games will have the same thing. I don't think it's necessarily being in this job. I think, you know, I think it's becoming more common for just people in general because let's be honest, games really haven't been as cheap as they are right now. No. Um, you know, any, sales you get towards the end of a generation, prices start going down. You, every you time, so every, many for a tenner for Every time quid. a new generation launches, every publisher thinks they can take the piss. Like when the Xbox 360 launched, all the games were 50 quid. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm at, I mean at retail without any, there was no reduction. It's like they were fifty quid. It, you get to this point in a generation, everyone's going, well, you know, we're going to do this for thirty nine ninety nine, guaranteed. Get two years from now, it'll be twenty nine ninety nine. You know, that's how the last Xbox generation ended. That's the GameCube yeah. generation ended. People were selling games for thirty five quid. Uh, the cheaper they get, the more games you can play, and that's the thing. That's the way it should the gaming should yeah. go. I mean, now everyone's got every. Um uh, publishers got it factored into their budget to drop the price after a month or or two. Um, yeah, you know, to do a twenty quid sale on a game. Twenty games quid. are too expensive. Like, say what yeah. you like, man, but games are too expensive. I mean, Danny Bilson was saying recently, he's like, I don't know how to make a game for the ne- a next generation of consoles, like you know, a new, yeah. like the next set of consoles, and sell it for less than a hundred dollars. Well, to that you've got to say, find a way, man. Yeah. Find a way, because games are already too expensive. Or, you know, if that's the case, why are we looking at another generation? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't think any. I don't think any developer or publisher right now no. wants to look at a new generation. Absolutely not. Um, saying says, why is it that no game has followed End Wars example and included voice controls? Connect has the ability to do so, but we won't know whether developers will take advantage of that. You found an interesting fact. I don't know if we said. Yeah, it on you the can play End War with Connect. You can just you can works, just ditch it? the headset and it works really really well. Um, Connect microphones great. I think uh, it's four Hawks, microphones or Hawks Two. I forget now. Really bad actually because I played them. Um, has voice controlling that was that's cool. To, I'd like it if the new Ghost Recon two. had it. That'd be cool. And you know I wouldn't be surprised if Ghost Recon did in fact. That yeah, voice control is a fun feature. Mm. And it's nice it's just, as long as it's not a, you know, something you have to use because mm. sometimes it's nice to play games quietly with a head to like, your headphones yeah. on or something. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't, the only explanation for that I can think is, A, voice control is pretty tough. Connect makes it a lot easier for everybody. Like, because Connect's got the software for voice Absolutely. voice command built in already. Um, yeah, hopefully with uh, with Connect, we'll see it a lot more. I don't see there's any obstacles in the way. I mean, with no. Mwar, they had to develop their own their own software from scratch to, for voice control, or at least buy a third-party solution. I mean, they proved it could be done, so... Yeah, End War, End War was a fun game, man. End War was a really um, fun game. Flying Penguin 18, just to wrap up. He says, do you believe digital di- distribution for consoles and film will become a competitive alternative in the near future? By competitive, I mean rivaling or bettering prices for discs mainly. Um, so Mass Effect 2 came out on PS3 a few weeks ago. Um, you can buy Mass Effect 2 in some places for a tenner. On Xbox 360. In fact, £8 you could buy the week it came out on PS3. £8 it cost you on 360. Um, so the RRP for Mass Effect 2 on PS3, new game, £49.99. Mike, do you mind telling our listeners how much it cost to buy Mass Effect 2 from PSN? Wasn't it exactly £49.99? Wasn't it like £50? Oh, no, 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 no. They, they did discount it. It was forty seven ninety nine. Forty seven ninety nine. So that's stripped of. I mean, so let me just go to the things you don't have. Right? No box. No box. No disc. No disc. Blu-ray discs are expensive. Blu-ray right? discs are pretty expensive. No manual. No manual. No delivery to the shop. No shipping costs. No retailer taking a cut. No cuts. And they're charging the same as it is on shelves. Two pounds. Two pounds less. See, 
Uh, but bear in mind, of course, game are going to be selling it for £10 less yeah. than the RRP. Yeah, 39 This is the problem with digital distribution. It's not fair at the moment. It's really not fair. Um, digital distribution has to replace discs. It absolutely has to. The thing is, publishers are already trying to eat into the pre-owned market by, you know, having these online codes, yeah. um, which if you don't buy it, you know, new, you have to buy a separate online code. It costs about a tenner or so. Um, if they were really, really, really serious about taking the fight to the pre-owned market, they would make digital distribution a viable alternative, which it remember, could they, be. They still need companies like GameStop, Game, GameStation on their side. They still need those guys they on they their need side. The, they wouldn't get all the sales. They wouldn't get even a fraction of the sales if they weren't in shops, of yeah. course. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot... Of, they're under a lot... You'd be surprised how much pressure retailers can exert on these uh, on publishers. And... That's why pre-order bonuses and so on exist, to keep these companies on their side. It's very important to EA, Activision, mm. to keep retailers on their side. So that's why you're seeing less aggressive than you than, than certainly is possible methods to stop mm. the pre-owned market. Their methods of being are tend to be a little bit more friendly. You know, you buy it brand new, you get this online pass or extra bonus content or something, rather than saying well, we're going to put an activation code on the game and if it's been used once, they never get so you can't be yeah. used again. I mean, that's how aggressive they could be if they wanted to. Um, the uh, the thing about digital distribution is it is abs- absolutely the future. But Britain's a bit of a third world country when it comes to broadband. We've, um, we've got really slow broadband in general in this country. I mean, you can get 50 meg from Virgin, but they'll cap you after a while. Yeah. Oh, and it's quite expensive as well. It's not like it's places like the Netherlands or even Kuala Lumpur where they've got literally the fattest pipe imaginable. And then you've got problems like they've got going on in Canada at the moment where everyone in Canada suddenly had this massive bandwidth uh, allowance slapped on them. Yeah. So you can maybe download 100 gig a month. It's like, Jesus, 100 gig a month? I do 100 gig a week. Just like on like HD media and stuff, you know, a game, an Xbox game is eight gig. Yeah. Uh, a PS3 game is because of all the unoptimized assets, it's going to be like thirty gig. And by the way, they don't need to have. A, if you're doing digital downloads, they wouldn't need to have unoptimized assets. But you know, that's beside the point. Uh, it's still big downloads. Um, the digital market's got like a long way to go before it becomes completely viable. But Unless you're like mega attached to boxes and cases and manuals, which I'm hoping people aren't now. You know what? We're living in a world where we can't afford to be yeah. pissing away oil on discs. We can't be afford to be pissing away trees on manuals. It's like we need to start looking after the world. Even if you're like, even if you're one of these crazy kooks who doesn't agree with, like, doesn't believe in climate change. And by the way, you are a crazy frigging kook. Uh, if you're one of those guys, you can. We can all still agree that it is a good thing to have more trees standing. We can still agree that it is a good thing to have as much oil left in the ground as we can, be not being used on plastic. So, digital distribution will will solve a whole lot of problems. The one problem it should be solving, but currently isn't, is the price problem. Yeah. I mean, a digital downloaded game should be 25 quid, I'd, max. It's just, the 48 quid they slapped on Mass Effect 2 is just bonkers. There's no reason for other than to keep retailers happy. Mm. Uh, and as soon as those prices drop, people will start to turn to digital distribution. I mean, look at Steam. Steam's doing great. Steam's great. Steam, Steam's where everybody gets PC games. Yeah. Like, Steam is, like, PC, the retail market isn't dead, it's just really quiet change, trouble yeah. is Steam this, is, this Steam has led to this perception that PC gaming is dead because PC, um, Valve don't release their sales yeah. figures so, so whenever you see sales figures and bear in mind you still got World of Warcraft and Football Manager 
at the top of the charts. And Total War, yeah. So Total War, really yeah. seems will still hit the top of the charts. And even though most of the copies sold will be sold on Steam. Yeah. Like, you know, I think PC Gamer has been really progressive in embracing that. And Valve are even doing things like letting you do pre-owned sales on there. So yeah. basically, basically sell your game back, you know. They're, they're doing some really cool stuff. They're doing some really clever stuff over there. And they're, they're, they're the model to follow. Well. Consoles will. Yeah, eventually. It's just eventually. a case of one. They're yeah. the model to follow. So there you go. That's uh, that's our podcast for today. Um, it actually went on longer than I thought. Mm. There you go. It wasn't it? So now we're going to go and do some work and do less work than we had hoped. Yes. So um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, we waited a week for this one just so we could fall into our off season, so we weren't recording on. Yeah, deadline. we work on. We do our magazines on a four week schedule, and we, we on the schedule we were trapped on before was uh, second week of the schedule, last week of the schedule, which is the absolute worst weeks for us because. Yeah. Last week of schedule is it's always manic. So we've we've shifted it. So now we're on a uh, first week, third week, and that well that works out nice for us, and hopefully it works out nice for you guys. So we'll uh, see you all again in two weeks' time. Bye bye. Bye bye.